So goalkeeper, Lille and PSG have the best defensive records in league and at the moment. So do Kaylor Navas and Mike Mannion make it in for you? Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's between it's one of the two really. I, I think Navas is 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 a step higher than 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 Menio. Menio has been really good and we saw against PSG. Uh, for example, in the, the the big clash, that he was good and he's very good on his line, and he's obviously a French international. But I just think Navas is something special. And also, in fairness, they both have this, the best defense, but the Lille defense has been far stronger, really, than the PSG defense that at times has been all over the place. And I think it's down to Navas to have kept that record low, like Lille, more than the whole Lille defense as as a unit, if you see what I mean. And I think in the end, Navas still has the the he's only considered zero point five goals per game. And I think Mignon is 0.6. So just for that, I edge towards Navas slightly. I think I, I, I go the other way, actually, Julian. I go, <laughs> I go for, of course, I go for Mignon. I think uh, it's true that he's possibly been less tested than Navas. But um, when he has been called upon, as you mentioned, against PSG, he, he produced some, some, some really good saves when required, which is what you want from a goalkeeper. I mean, that's the first nil-nil draw in what 81 games uh, for for PSG I mean to keep to keep PSG out is is quite an achievement and yes of course he's got the defense in front of him but I think Mignon has been superb former PSG player as well that must that must <laughs> that must uh, slightly rankle with PSG fans he's probably born and bred as well so it's even it's even more <laughs> insulting I think that's that's the thing the key, the key thing about this is that when you talk about the best goalkeeper and the best defense they, they, they're the most impressive unit. And that's what really stands out about Mike Mignon is that he's playing in a team that they know what they're doing. I mean, the PSG defence has been at times a little bit um, chaotic this season, perhaps. Uh, you know, we never know quite who's going to play where, what formation they're going to play. Is Thomas Tuchel going to play the right guys in, in defence? And obviously that makes it hard for Keylor Navas. But when you watch Lille, you, it's hard to be, you know, you have to be impressed by by the, the unit. Everyone knows what they're doing. Mike Mignon is, is a fine goalkeeper and he's only going to get better as well. Uh, in many ways, he's the future uh, of, of Ligue 1 goalkeeping and perhaps to the French national team as well, years down the line. So uh, he would get my pick anyway. That sounds like a deciding vote from you, Andy. So I'm going to put Mignon in there at goalkeeper. How about right back, Jules? I went for Traore from, from Rennes, who I think... You know, a stepped up since his move in the in the summer. I, I really like him. One, he's a really good guy, and I think he's 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 a real leader. And it's not surprised that at the time Julien Stefan has give, even given him the armband for someone who's only been at the club for six months. Uh, you know, I think I think that shows you how important he's already to the Rennes team. He did okay in the Champions League, which was a difficult campaign for them, first time ever, first time ever for for Traore himself. He's got a really good. A few good numbers in terms of interception, in terms of of, um, of deliveries as well. So, for me, it was between him and Leo Dubois, Lille, uh, uh, Lyon, sorry. And I, and I just think Traore deserves to be to be there because he had a really strong first half of the season. I mean, I, I, I've actually noted down Zeki Shelik at Lille. I know that he has missed some games this season because of, he picked up an injury playing for Turkey, uh, uh, I think, in October, and he missed a few games after that. But uh, for me, you know, when he's playing in that Lille team, he really adds something extra. He gets forward, he puts crosses in, and and he does, you know, in that four four two formation that they play, he he is a, a very very important player for them. I mean, Leo Dubois, excellent player for Lyon, so consistent in recent years. Amari Traoré, I think, was would be my pick for the best right back in Ligue 1 last season. But Ren have not had the best uh, of starts to this season, so that that would uh, indicate for me, I, I would stick with Zeki Shelik at Lille as as the best right back at the moment. 
Yeah, I, I do like Shelley, particularly going forward. But I, I, I actually went for Dubois because I think he, he offers he offers what you want at both ends of the pitch. Scored a fabulous goal uh, to, to salvage a draw for Leon against Lorient earlier this season. He, he gets decent balls into the box as well, and he's extremely he's extremely solid. So for me, he's, he's the best all round right back in Liga. We've got a three-way split at the moment on Dubois, Celic and Traore. Does they want to make their case a bit stronger? I think, in fairness, I, I had Dubois uh, written down as well. I think I like Celic and he's, he's good and he's, gonna, he's young and he's going to improve as well. I still think that Celic has been solid because the, the Lille defence has been so solid as well as a unit. Again, we go back to and we can't have the whole Lille as a defence as, as a back five anyway because I think we will have Botman there. For sure. So, you know, I, I just thought I would go for Traore, but Dubois was was on my list too. So I would be happy to go with Ian's choice. We'll go with Dubois. And now at left back, guys. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, interject here first up and 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 go on the left back if that's all right, because my, my pick is uh not one of the guys from one of the big teams, but it's Roman Perrault at Brest. And this is a guy yeah, me too, uh, me too, man. Well, good. We're on the same. We're on the same page here. This is a guy who um, who is 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 a really exciting talent. Young, you know, sort of small guy gets forward, puts crosses in. He's got an exceptional left foot on him. And I remember seeing a couple of games two or three years ago when he was playing the second division actually for Paris FC. Uh, you know, hitting the ball from thirty yards with free kicks or in open play, scoring exceptional goals, and thinking this is a guy who's going to make it in Ligue 1. And now here he is playing regularly in the top division not for one of the bigger clubs, but for one of the best teams to watch in France this season. Brest are a team who score lots of goals, concede lots of goals, and he's a big part of that. And I think he's going to end up in the not-too-distant future at a bigger club, perhaps on the other side of the channel uh, in, in the English football. So Roman Perrault is, is, I think, the man of the moment in the left-back position in France and uh, one to watch in future as well. I'm with you 100%. I mean, three goals, four assists as well. He's by far the, 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 the fullback, right or left, with the best return this season. As you said, he's helped by the fact that Brest plays so attacking football, nice football, but he scored some great goals as well. You know, great assists. So I'm, I'm with you 100%. Me too. Brilliant. An all-round all consensus there. I don't think we'll get the same thing for centre-backs. Who do you guys have at centre-back? I mean... Lille have obviously done very well despite selling Gabriel. PSG have been up a bit, bit up and down in defence, even though they keep rotating. Who, who would you say are the centre backs for your league and team, the Jules? So I, I think the one that we all agree on probably is Van Botman, who has been exceptional for Lille. I mean, since arriving from 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 the Netherlands as well, you know, he's only been there six months. To have adapted so well, he's still so young, but he's so strong. And I think you need to give a lot of credit to the Lille scouting network in general, uh, with Compost, of course, and his team to to have gone and get him. And when I think a lot of people in France never heard of him before, but what an incredible talent he is! And and I just think he, for me, he's been the best centre back, whether it's a right centre back or left centre back in the league this season so far. He's been really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. It's, he's what six foot four, twenty years old. Came through Ajax. Didn't didn't play for the Ajax first team, but spent last season on loan at Heerenveen. When you say people in France hadn't heard of him, I think most people anywhere hadn't heard of him. <laughs> but he's been absolutely fabulous. And um, I mean, if if it was possible to get an upgrade on Gabriel, Lille Lille have managed to find him. Um, for my, for the other centre back, I've, I've gone completely the other way, and I've gone for thirty two year old Damien De Silva. Because he's he's been he's he's a fabulous leader. 
for a start. Really, really solid league and defender. He's a guy who came at the top flight very late, rejected by Bordeaux as a youngster. Um, huge threat at set pieces. Four goals already this season. Um, I probably would have gone for Naya Fagad uh, if he hadn't been injured uh, latterly, who's uh, De Silva's youngest uh, Ren centre-back partner. But De Silva has been such a solid performer right for the last what, four or five seasons and uh, has, has been so again this season for Ren. Yeah, I'd agree. With, obviously, with Botman, has to be in there. Uh, and I think one of the interesting things about Botman as well is that it, he only actually broke into the Dutch under-21 team at the beginning of this season having joined Lille. And you do wonder, especially given the situation with Virgil van Dijk and his injury, you do wonder if we might, you know, we might end up seeing Botman in the full Dutch national team, perhaps going into the Euros, the way that he's playing just now. So he, he of course, is in there. Um, you have to mention Jose Font, because I think one of the reasons Botman has been so impressive is that he's had, Botman, um, he's had Font playing alongside him. Obviously, he gives that experience, that know-how. Uh, I mean, my other pick alongside Botman is Marquinhos. And I know that in some ways is a bit strange because Marquinhos, uh, you know, sometimes you see him playing in midfield. And one of the big issues with Thomas Tuchel at PSG this season has been, why is he choosing Marquinhos in midfield? And Danilo Pereira, a midfielder, sometimes in defence. But when Marquinhos is in that defence, he gives PSG that extra assurance. He is, of course, a fabulous defender. I mean, he is one of the best centre-backs in world football just now. There's no question about that. And he gives them a goal threat as well, coming forward at set-pieces. So, you know, for me, Marquinhos has to be in that team alongside Botman. Marquinhos is my other choice too. I, I write, so, sorry, And I, I mean, I like that Silva, I like Aguert. Uh, there's, there's, there's a few others. I like Badea Lance, for example, who I think is a really good young, young player who has a great future ahead of him. There's a few more, but for me, Marquinhos, I mean, like Tuchel said after the, the Lille clash, I mean, this is Ballon d'Or level at times. When he's playing like that, with that kind of mindset at the back, I think he's wonderful. So I would go, I think Marquinhos, Botman, you can't concede. I mean, at back five, you can't concede a goal. I don't care who they play against, you can't concede. Well, the, actually, the reason, chaps, I didn't put Marquinhos in defence is that I've done a Tuchel and I've put him in midfield. And I think, yes, he's a brilliant centre-back, but I also think he gives so much as a, as a defensive midfielder. And if I've got a pick of other centre-backs for this side, then Marquinhos, for me, can go in defensive midfield. He's brilliant distribution, great reader of the game. So he brings those defensive skills as well as the attacking uh, skills. I mean, Andy talked about the, the goal threat from set-pieces, but he, in that midfield position, he can actually provide a goal threat going forward, just in open play, as he did, remember, uh, towards the end of the Champions League final where he very nearly got an equaliser for, for PSG. So for me, Marquinhos sits in front of that back four. And who have you got alongside him, Ian? I have got Morgan Sanson, who I'm always a, a favourite of. Uh, I, I think he's a great, great little player. He was linked to a, a number of Premier League clubs. West Ham were in for him uh, in the summer. A little bit surprised he didn't go, but he really wanted to play Champions League football with Marseille under, under AVB. Um, and then, well, I'm... It's a little bit of a, of a difficult one. I was either going to go for Florent Mollet of, of, of Montpellier, but I'm actually going to go for a, a teenager, Adil Awashish, former PSG youth academy player. And, and, and really because, you know, Ligue 1 is the, is the league this season of, of teenage talents. 26 of them have played, uh, 26 players born after 2002 have played in Ligue 1 this season. That's seven more than in any other league. And just by way of comparison, Players born after 2002 in the Premier League this season, three. So, you know, Ligue 1 really giving young talents a, 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 an opportunity to play. And Awashish is just brilliant. I mean, this is not a particularly balanced side. I make, I make no, no bones about that. This is a purely attacking outfit. You talked about a fantasy 11. This is a fantasy 11. 
a lot of exciting creativity in that midfield for sure. Um, Andy, who are your central midfielders? So yeah, three man midfield. Uh, I've gone for Thiago Mendes of Lyon uh, as the as the holding midfielder, a guy who had lost his place in the side last season, especially when Lyon brought in Bruno Guimaraes, another Brazilian defensive midfielder. But he's come back in at the start of this season and played a major role in their remarkable run in the last couple of months. So he would be the holding midfielder for me. Alongside him, another Brazilian, another Lyon player, Lucas Paqueta, who was especially fantastic in Lyon's win against PSG a couple of weeks ago at the Parc de France. Fabulous left foot. And I think there's a lot more to come from him as well. And then the third midfielder, I was torn between uh, Benjamin André at Lille, who has been one of the most consistent midfielders in Ligue 1 for a number of years now, previously at Rennes. Now at Lille, perhaps not one of the sexiest uh, players to watch maybe in midfield in Ligue 1, but, but an incredibly consistent performer. And the, the wild card choice for me, Ian mentioned Adi Laushish at Saint-Étienne. I've gone for another Saint-Étienne player as my alternative in that midfield, and that is Ivan Neu. This is a 23-year-old guy from Cameroon who was playing reserve football in Portugal for Braga. Saint-Étienne picked him up, and uh, they've turned him into quite a player already and scored a brilliant goal last week in their win at Bordeaux. Check that out if you can. So uh, he, he would maybe sneak in there for me, but certainly Thiago Mendes and Lucas Paqueta have to be in there. You, Jules, who's your three central midfielders that you'd pick? So my first one has to be Teshi Savanier because I just love the story. I love the player that he is, uh, his background, you know, everything, the way his career has gone. I think he's a wonderful ball player. So I love Savanier in there. I agree with Andy. I think Lucas Paqueta has been, for someone who was, was such a failure in, 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 all, in all respects, I'm... Milan to have come to, to Liga and adapted again so well. Maybe the team just has a more Brazilian feel to it than what he had in Italy. I don't know, but he's been fantastic, especially in the last month or so. So I'll have, I'll have uh, Paqueta and Savanier and then I had Benjamin André down as my as my other one. Yes, okay, it's boring at time, but I just think he's such a leader. He's such a guide to, to this very young league side. Um, to be fair as well. And I, I, I thought in the Europa League when he played, I saw him at Celtic, for example, when he came on, it, something changes, something clicks. And I think for that, he could well be in our team too. Okay, so apologies to Ian. Marquinhos is going to be a centre-back for this team. <laughs> we've got Lucas Paqueta as a holding midfielder, definitely. We've got two mentions there. Benjamin Andre, and we've got to pick between. I don't think we'll have Thiago Mendes, will we? Because we've already got a defensive midfielder in there. Morgan Sanson, Alshish, Mayu or Teji Savanye? Surely Savanye, boy. Savanye makes yeah, you dream. That's why we go to the games, you know, just to watch yeah. people like him play. No, I, I agree with that. Savanye offers you something different. He's one of the most fun players to watch in, in, in France and anywhere in Europe. And yeah, I agree with that. Savanye is in one of the fun, most fun players to watch anywhere in Europe ahead of the defence that will never concede a goal. Yeah, we're in. We, we can win the World Cup with that team. <laughs> OK, wingers. We've got a lot. We're going to play a left and a right-sided winger and a forward, but we can have three forwards if we really want. We've obviously got a lot of ex-Premier League talent in there. Depay, ben, um, Depay Tovan, Kakuta, who's been doing well. But who are your three forwards, Jules? So the first one is, you mentioned Depay. I think he, he has been in great form. For someone who had such a bad injury last year, just a year ago, I think the anniversary was was early this week, uh, to come back the way he did, to have the, the swag that he has. I mean, you you know, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but that, the Panenka he scored 
against Nice. I mean, come on. You know, the cojones that you have to... It's not just a Panenka. It's a top corner Panenka. It's just like something you've never seen before. I think even Paul Panenka in his grave probably turned around and said, no, Memphis, what are you, what are you trying to do? I just think that the talent is incredible. And I think the shame is that probably we will lose him. You know, Ligue 1 will lose him very, very soon, maybe in January or... Or let's hope that we have six months more and then, then it will go, which would be a real shame because he was fantastic since joining Lyon. So I'll have him. I have, have to have Kylian Mbappe. You know, I can't... 11 goals. Uh, I think in only 12 starts. Uh, one goal every 16, 7 minutes. There's also four assists. And I don't even think he's been very good this season anyway. So those numbers are not even at his best because of injuries, because of no preseason, because of a lot of things. I just think you know, talks, talks for itself. And then my third one, I've got two actually. I've got Jonathan Bamba, who I love, who, who played for, for Alphaville, which is a, a town close to my heart, uh, very close to where I grew up. So Bamba, and, and I know all the family as well. So he's a very special player, I think, for his age. And the way he came back from a disappointing season last year to, to be at the level that he is right now, is pretty remarkable. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Or Bulai Diai, who scored almost half of the goals from Reims this season. And without him, they would probably be already in Ligue 2. So I, I just, yeah, between Bamba and Dia, I'm not sure who my third one would be. And you, Ian? Oh, it, it's very easy. It's Leon's front three. <laughs> it's Toko, Carl Toko, Kambi, Memphis Dubai and, and Tino Kadawari. And if those three don't get in, I'm taking my ball and going home, lads. Because uh, <laughs> quite... Quite frankly, they have been they've been very, very special. 22, 22 goals between them. And if you put that into context, there's only sort of Bayern's front three and Liverpool's front three have got more. And when you think about Salah's got 13 of the 23 that those three of Liverpool have scored and Lewandowski's got 17 of the 27 that the Bayern three have scored, that's Muller and, and Nabry, then, you know, th- those three just working together, brilliant. I mean, it was absolutely fabulous performance from them against Nice. Uh, just at the weekend, they, they absolutely ran the show. They link up so well. Um, they're absolutely terrifying teams in, in Ligue 1 right now. The only thing I would say about, um, about the, you mentioned Lyon's front three have scored 22 goals between them. And Memphis Depay, I think, has eight. But I think five of them are penalties. Now, obviously, they still have to win the penalties in the first place. But, you know, there is that slight... Um, Slight thing, you know, with with the number of goals that he has scored, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna not agree with that. Kylian Mbappe has to be in there. I agree with with Jules that that even though he's not been at his very best yet this season, obviously he went a year without scoring a goal in the Champions League. When it comes to Bigan, you know, he's still a class above, and 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 when he's when he's been on it, he's been fantastic. Uh, so he'd be in there. I'd have Jonathan Bamba in there as well because I think, like Jules said, you know, he. The way he's come back from a disappointing last season has been exceptional. Uh, so I'd have him there as well. And then through the middle, I'd have, and I can't believe he's not been mentioned yet, I'd have Burak Yilmaz of Lille, who has been who has been just one of the signings of the season. You know, a, a 35-year-old striker who played the vast majority of his career in Turkey. People wonder maybe would he really be able to do it coming to play in, in, in France at this stage of his career. And he's been just brilliant and great fun as well. You know, a bit like Zlatan Ibrahimovic in terms of his personality, in terms of the way he riles up opposition defenders, you know, goes to ground theatrically and, and uh, you know, maybe puts a cheeky elbow in here and there, but never never seems to get penalised for it. You know, he's been fantastic and, and he he, offer, he would offer something a little bit different as well, a bit of, uh, bit of brawn and, and, and strength to the remarkable pace of Mbappe and, and the, the slight crafty touch of Bamba on the other side. 
going by Andy's description of Barak Yilmaz there, I'm not sure I'd like to play five side with him. Might get an elbow <laughs> to the face every now and again. Um, but okay, so the consensus picks. I'm sorry, Ian, we're not going to go over the front three of Leon. We're, what we're going to miss out uh, in team chemistry, we're going to make up for hopefully in individual talent. We've got Jonathan Bamba, Kylian Mbappe, and we have gone with Memphis Depay as the front three. Yeah, I'm happy with that, to be fair. <laughs> now, can we uh, can we have a little chat about honourable mentions? Obviously, there's a few that have just missed out, but um, which ones stand out for you, Andy, that that are really on the cusp of, of pushing for it? I know you just said that you've mentioned a few there in your forwards too. Yeah. Well, there's this guy at PSG who's who's not a bad player, who's who, who nobody's mentioned yet, and uh, he's actually the most expensive player in the world, you know, Neymar. So maybe when he comes back from injury, he might he might do enough in the second half of the season to get in there. But you know, in all seriousness, obviously it's nice to give other guys a chance. Neymar, when he's on his game, and it's not really been the case this season, he is the best player in, in the league, without question. Just a couple of others. Moise Keane at PSG has actually done very well when they've when they've needed him, six or seven goals this season. Um, also. Kevin Volland at Monaco, I think, has done very well. Six goals as well for him, including a, a lovely goal at the weekend for them. And uh, one other I'd like to mention is another Brest player. is a guy called Romain Fevre in midfield, who is a France under-21 international. And another guy, I think, that we might see really breaking through in the next year or two, and um, perhaps going on to play for a bigger club in France or, or, or perhaps in England, who knows. But Romain Fevre is a, is a very talented midfielder and certainly one to watch. How about you, Ian? The boys have done a, a pretty pretty good job of mentioning pretty much everybody I would have mentioned too. Um, Bomber, especially, especially terrible form last season, was, has been brilliant this season. But for, one for me who's I think has got huge potential. I mean, we talked about Kamavinga. Ren is, Ren is the team of, of, of teenage talent, but they've bought one in uh, in the summer in Jeremy Doku from Belgium. He's already in the Belgian senior side, which says a lot. He's 18 years old. He showed a few glimpses uh, in the Champions League already this season, and he's just starting to hit form right now. He's got absolutely tremendous pace, but he's also got the ball skills to go with it. I think he's going to be huge. He's got another six six months of to go this season. I think he'll be absolutely crucial to Ren um, if they're to get back up towards the into the top three as they did last season. Um, but he's re he's really one to watch for the future. How about you, Jules? Yeah, I mean, the boys have, have been right. I think all of those names have been great so far this season in the first half of the season. I like the the, the, the old school stories. I like the Atem Ben Alpha resurrection once again, you know, and what he did at Bordeaux. I like Cesc Fabregas does now and again when he comes on and we saw against PSG how he can still change a game in a big game as well, despite his age and he can't really run that much anymore but he's still very much there just by the talent and the, the vision he has and that intelligence that I think sometimes... He's getting a bit lost in, in academies and things like that. And you can't really teach either, but he has very much a lot of that. I like Gael, Gael Kakuta going back to Lens and having that kind of impact on the league. I like Kadeveri. I agree with Ian. The whole story is fantastic. And, and for him to, to move from Ligue 2 to Ligue 1 and have that kind of, 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 of impact is, uh, is great. I will, uh, uh, another couple. I like the, the partnership of Delors and Laborde at Montpellier. You know, the kind of like small guy, tall guy. Again, like, you know, all, all, all school stories, it, it's been pretty good. I, I just think we had an incredible first half of the season in Ligue 1. Um, you know, with, with the, the results and the score, we've never had so many goals scored, for example, with 2.75 goals a game now, which is incredible. We've had some incredible games. I mean, the, um, um, uh, the Montpellier-Strasbourg game, 
you know, that, that 4-3 was 3-3 at halftime was incredible. We also had the Lens-Rens game that finished 4-3 uh, with, or 4-4, sorry, with the two goals in the last, what, two minutes of the game. Uh, it was, we had some incredible games and I just think that our team really summarised what a great first half of the season has been. Brilliant. And one guy that no one's mentioned so far, um, obviously it was very closely linked to Arsenal, is, is Hussein Mawag. Can one of you tell me why why that he's not been mentioned, so he's been underperforming this season in Ligue 1? Well, he, sent, he, he got himself sent off earlier in the season. Didn't 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 help things. Um, he's also he also picked up the coronavirus. Uh, I think prior to the November international break, Andy might be able to correct me if I'm wrong on that. And he's, the thing is, he's a fabulous player. He's an absolutely fabulous player. And if if Leon are doing so well, I mean, I talked about the front three of Leon, but Aoua is is the, the fourth man in that front three, if that makes any sense. I mean, he's 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 a he's a fabulous. Fabulous on the ball, great vision. He can put his foot in as well as he did a little bit too much at Montpellier when he got himself sent off. But he's got goal threat about him. He's got creativity. He's got the work rate. He's got absolutely everything. Okay, guys, I think we've got our team in goal. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Mike Mignon at right back, Leo Dubois at left back, Romain Peru. Centre backs are Botman and Marquinhos. Central fields are Lucas Paqueta, Benjamin Andre, and Teji Javanier. And up front, we've got Kylian Mbappe, Memphis Depay, and Jonathan Bamba. That sound like a good team to you guys? Excellent. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad at all. All right, brilliant. I think that wraps things up then. Yeah.